Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. It ain't the left side or the right side. Hey, Dolphins fans. Welcome back to another episode of On the Fin Side. Cat is not with us tonight, and I know we have been going live every night this week. We get the news today. The Will Fuller signing, the fact that they signed, well, not everybody's favorite desired center in Matt Skura. But at the same time, this Will Fuller news is huge for the Dolphins. It, it really upgrades this offseason thus far. Uh, but guys, before we dive too far into it, I want to give folks a chance to hop on here. Make sure you guys like, make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, we are the official Dolphins podcast of the Fan Sided Network and Minute Media, hosted on Fin Fanatic. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all kinds of different places. But I wanted to hop on here and hang out with you guys now. Um, and actually, I'll dive right in because we got some good questions already. Hey, Hunter, of course I'm going to pull up, man. It's, you know, we have been having a ton of fun, and I decided I'd do one for the late crowd tonight. Um with the number three pick, Finns fan, uh, I'll answer that quick while we wait for some folks to get on here. Um, basically, it for me, it's it's Pitts. I, I agree, Andrew. It, it's Will Fuller on the outside does everything that I've been talking to you guys about over the past few weeks, few months, uh, that we've been talking a little bit about Pitts, especially since I shifted off the Michael Parsons uh, hill. And if you were to draft... Kyle Pitts at number three overall, or, or even better, managed to trade back a few spots and still s- steal Pitts from somebody. Uh, you are setting defenses up to pick their poison. You have so many options for mismatches. I do like Sewell. I really do, Finns fan. But I would still go Pitts. I think Cat may or may not have a different answer there. I know he's bigger on Sewell than I am. I love Sewell. I love Sewell. But I want to see how these offensive linemen that we have to de- develop as, as we go along here. <laughs> yeah, the, the 11 games is rough. The 11 games is rough, Hunter. And I don't think the Will Fuller deal precludes you from taking another wide receiver in the draft, but it's not as big of a need here. Ah, you know what? It's I think Mike's going to have more of a chance to eat, and I think that the Dolphins could still make a move to get something done with Gesicki. Hey Dolphins fans, support for On the Fin Side is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We've got an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. 
Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower clean and easy. I now feel confident shaving my boys. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Kat and I already have our Perfect Package 3.0 on the way. What are you waiting for? Your balls will thank you. Make sure you get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. He did, Andrew, but you know what? I, I get it. It's the 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 comment in chat is that Cat seemed pretty down last video, and you know what? Cat and I talked about it. it it's he he's dis, he was disappointed, and we hadn't done anything to answer some of the questions and needs that he had for the Dolphins to get him over the hump. So it wasn't a flashy start to free agency, but the Will Fuller signing takes it up a notch, and it lets you draft a receiver and let him develop behind Will Fuller, and if Will Fuller works out, guess what? You may be able to convince him to come back if he gets that chemistry in place. Um, in other rumors at the moment, the Dolphins have been linked to Chris Carson, but that's also been uh, debunked, so we will see how that goes. I don't know if the Dolphins do go after Carson, however. I, I really do still think that Miami goes after a running back in the draft, and we've, we're we're going to crowd the running back room a little bit too much if we were to go ahead and get Chris Carson, even though I wouldn't hate it. Um, Chris Carson's a running back that can come in, make a difference for this team, and really, really, truly um, you know, upgrade the unit. But I still think Javante Williams, Travis Etienne, and Najee Harris are guys that can come in and have an even bigger impact for this team than a, than a Chris. Philip Lindsay, that's that's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah, Elu, I would trade down and select Kyle Pitts, but if we got stuck at that number three spot, Kyle Pitts would be my target here. But, yeah, that is another one, Robert, or John Smith. Um, Robert is a guy, Robert Foster, just for those that missed it, Robert Foster is a guy that may be able to potentially take the top off of defense. Um, he averages over 20 yards per catch in his career. He had that really good rookie year and then kind of fell off a cliff. But he could be somebody that if he can – he's already got a little bit of a relationship with Tua coming in, so we may be able to see him be effective. Um, I, Andrew, I, I would love to see Foster be an impact player for the Dolphins. He is fast. He's elusive. And the thing I loved when I watched Foster – was, and I, I mentioned this on yesterday's show, he does a great job of breaking off his route and making defenders look stupid. Um, if you go back and watch some of his footage from his rookie year, the way he puts his foot in the ground and comes back, you see defenders stumble regularly trying to adjust to it. So I really think that would be a, a great thing if he can step up. And I really do think as well that the Dolphins are counting on Albert Wilson this year, as much as a lot of Dolphin fans aren't in on that. Um, the worry that that exists right now, and, and, and somebody did point this out, Will Fuller's averaged 11 games in his career. 
Um, outside of that, you've got Devontae Parker, who is injury prone. You've got Preston Williams, who can't seem to get past October. You've got Jakeem Grant, who has had a few of his own injuries throughout his career. And, and really, I mean, the injuries last year led to Isaiah Ford being the, the number two receiver in terms of snap count. That is not something you need to go after a wide receiver in the draft. Now, a lot of folks are in on, and I'm okay. Um, but it, it's you need to take a look at guys like Jalen Darden as, as things go on. Nico Collins. Um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, or I can't pronounce it. A little bit of both. But I was watching Stanford's pro day today, and they have a wide receiver there who ran a 4-3-7. And just jumped off the page. You couldn't. I could not stop watching him at Stanford's pro day. Um, and he may be a guy that's a late rounder or an undrafted even. Uh, there are so many receivers in this draft that could come in and help. It would. It would really be benefit the Dolphins to go out and get one of those guys. Uh, what a, Matt Skura, however. Matt Skura does a great job. You've probably heard a lot today about his pass block win rate. Uh, but the biggest worry with Skura is, yes, he was coming back from a knee injury last year, but he cost the Ravens a couple of games and really cost himself, himself millions of dollars. Uh, he's in on a $1.75 million contract, and he leads me to believe especially after there's no way Miami can get Andrews now. It sounds like he's back with New England, and we already know Ted Karras is back with New England. Uh, it really leads me to think that Miami's going to go after the center position in the draft. The center position is extremely deep, as I know you guys have heard us talking about. Um, and really, the upside of Skura is actually a lot better than people are putting out there today. He is a guy that was in line before his injury to see a big payday. Uh, if you look out at Spot Track, it's got him estimated at you know ten million dollars signing, and Miami was able to sign him for under two. And if he can pan out, great. If not, he is quality depth at the center position. If Miami is to go out and draft a Creed Humphrey, a Quinn Miners, a Josh Meyer, or one of the you know Landon Dickerson, who I'm not a fan of. I don't like centers with leg issues, as you all know. Um, but, again, it, it, it's very much a situation where center is the biggest hole right now, now that Will Fuller's in the fold. We did get a question in the chat that whether or not I see Micah Parsons sliding down to 18. It is very, very possible. For those of you that have listened all week uh, or for the last couple of weeks, I can't remember exactly when I brought this up, but – I was talking to a friend that has connections inside of the Penn State uh, building. And he had asked about Micah Parsons. And the direct answer he got from his, the buddy of his that works there is they had never seen a more immature player come through the program. And that's worrisome. Penn State has been plagued with some issues uh, over the years. And to, to hear that about uh, such a talented, talented linebacker. It's disturbing. And I'm hopeful that given that the issues, if he is to slide down to 18, if Miami could steal Pitts and Micah Parsons in round one, that would be 
Well, that'd probably be the most insane round one I, I can remember in a very long time, and that's even after Miami had the three first-rounders last year. Um, but I, I don't think he slides that far. His talent is too high for somebody to not take a chance, depending upon how these allegations come out from uh, a couple years ago that he's somewhat involved with. We don't really know the full involvement. Um, yeah, DJ, that, that is the worry. He was doing – so I understand Skura has snap issues or had some snap issues last year. Something happened there. That that was not something he had a history of prior to last season when he came back from the ACL, and I believe it was PCL issues uh, from the year before. Hopefully it's something that he's able to sort out. If not, it, it it's a low-risk, high-reward contract the way that they they phrased it out but again it's at that point in time you'd end up having to go with a rookie and with Dieter as your centers which could be worrisome unless you're able to go out and get a minors go out and get a Creed Humphrey and if you if you take a look out at Creed Humphrey's pro day he tested off the charts which it feels weird to say that about a center but he just every measurable he, he he was destroying as far as centers go so it's very, very possible that Creed Humphrey may slide up a little bit too high for my liking, especially since I do like uh, minors. If we take Waddle King, I think that would be awesome. I mean, it's it's. I'm a big fan of speed at the wide receiver position. I'm not one of those guys, and I know we've talked about this before, but but I'll say it again here. And before I do, guys, make sure you're clicking like. Make sure you guys are subscribing. We're doing this as kind of like a little one-off thing. Kat and I will be on the air sometime in the next 36 hours talking about all the different moves from the week, hopefully with a couple more to report. We'll see. The Dolphins are estimated to have about $12 million in cap space right now, but they do have the ability to create a lot more room, whether it's through restructures, a couple of key releases, uh, you name it. I mean, it's it's – something that we're we're definitely um you know we're going to be here a lot in the in in the next month and a half leading up to the draft and we're going to be year round this year so guys make sure you stay with us on all of this um i don't know about von miller abab uh i he's one of those guys that yes he is a good pass rusher but he's coming with a lot of baggage right now um, Mark, his snaps were off base. I, it looked like, I believe the first one that went crazy was, uh, when the Ravens were playing the Patriots last year and they trotted out a wildcat on fourth and one, and he just completely, completely missed the running back. Um, and they had to fall on it for, I believe it was an eight or nine yard loss, turned the ball over, led to a new England field goal. And that pretty well lost in the game. And it felt like he got the yips from there. Uh, and, and it was really over a two-week span. I'm not going to judge any player over a two-game span. Um, it was a very rough two-game span. But hopefully it's something that with Miami's coaching staff, they're able to get through to him. And that that's one of the themes you see amongst some of the depth players. They're guys that have shown a propensity for a high upside that may have had a couple of struggles o- o- over the past season or two. Um, Robert Foster, Matt Skura, um, they're guys that if they work out, they're going to be a steal. If not, we're not really investing a lot into them, 
we're making them invest in themselves. And and that's one of the things that I really dig about the way that Greer's approaching this offseason. Franklin, I do like Philip Lindsay. We will see what happens there. And we did talk about Chris Carson, Chris, but I'll bring it up again. He is a guy that that Miami has been linked to, but that report has kind of faltered either way. Uh, Melvin Ingram, that is an intriguing one. He's getting up there in years. <laughs> Abab, we, we're trying, man. We're trying. It, it's Kat and I do still have our day jobs. And, you know, I, I actually, so what? Just to be conversational here, I'm actually coaching right now uh, as well. And, you know, it, it's we do have the family life. Kat's got the new baby at home. And, you know, we're, we're, we're getting on here. We're getting the thoughts organized. We're making sure we're not jumping on with rash reactions. Trust me, we would love to be able to hop on here every time every little thought came, came about, every possibility came about. But we want to get you guys some meat with things and not just – have some knee jerks or jump on here with, with false news because let's face it every year with social media, the false news gets worse and worse and worse. We want to make sure we've got the contract terms, et cetera. And that's part of why I wanted to hop on tonight, even though it's a little bit late for you guys, it's a little bit late for me. And, you know, we weren't able to hop on with cat tonight because he had a prior obligation. It's one of those things that happens. Let's see. God, I hope Hearns is not on the roster, but that's going to be a tough one. Let me pull up his cap hit real quick while we're talking about it because that'll kind of put it in perspective. I believe for Hearns, the cap hit was kind of iffy at the moment. If he were to be released, I think it was, I, I don't think it really saved a lot of money. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of Hearns, but it is what it is. Um, Jason, we did talk a little bit about Owusu Kimura last night on the show. He's a guy that Miami could be looking at if they're not able, if Parsons doesn't slide. Another one that they could be looking at is Chaz Surratt. The interesting one for thing for me here is I want to see what they do with Baker. Yes, he is a middle linebacker right now or an inside linebacker right now. There is no middle linebacker in the three four, but. If Miami were to get somebody that was an exclusively an inside guy, you could see Baker move around. Don't forget, this is a positionless defense in Miami a lot of the time. So it's more about being a football player than a title. Um, so it could be very interesting to see how Miami shifts players around. They've shown the, the, the ability to do that in the past, moving guys like Bobby McCain and Eric Rowe to safety, um, you know, and, and where they move guys. <laughs> it's not, Don. Glad to see you here, man. Um, oh, Jesus, Tommy, you're in Ger Germany. I don't want to hear what time it is there. I know what time it is there. Well, welcome to the show, Tommy. Uh, but, yeah, guys, in the comments down below, make sure you let us know what you would like to see Miami do in the draft or if there's any other free agents that you guys are looking at. I think Miami is doing a very good job right now of sitting back and waiting for the right move to come to them. Um, they're being aggressive. They're contacting a lot of folks, seeing if the prices match up. David Andrews was asking for astronomical numbers for his ability and not something I wanted to invest in or eat up our cap space with. Um, and there are still a number of teams that are over the cap right now that are going to have to make some very hard decisions. And it would not shock me if Miami was staring down the barrel at a few of these guys that they know are going to be released and waiting at this point. 
Um, yeah, so Robert, it's you know, I, yeah, that's right. If you designate Hearns as a post June first cut, there is a decent savings right now. But again, it, it it only makes sense in the moment if there's a reason that you're making that move. There is no need to cut him until you need the cap space, and you can bring as many bodies as you'd like into into camp as long as you're under that that ninety man roster limit, and you can basically see who survives at wide receiver. Uh, there's there's a lot of options there at the moment. Yeah, Mark, it's only if you if you designate him as one of your two post June first cuts, then I believe the cap number drops for him. I, I'd have to take a look, and I'll make sure I take a look at that before our next episode. Um, yeah, Chad, I I'm a huge Quinn Miners fan. He was awesome in the senior bowl week it was sad to see he wasn't able to play in the senior bowl itself um but again it's it's at this point the cool thing is is given the signing of fuller for the 2021 season now it's mostly about wants um given the fact that they signed scura you know scura can't beat out Dieter. I, i i don't have a huge problem with Dieter at center he's just very unproven um and I believe that if I remember correctly, Flores actually worked Jesse Davis a little bit at center in camp last year, even though we didn't get to see it in a game. And that's something I'd be very curious to see as well. I, I and I can't believe I'm saying that because any of you that have been here for for more than a season with us know I've never been a huge Jesse Davis fan. But he is a guy, he he just keeps sticking and just keeps kicking. And and the fact that he was a team captain for these guys last year. It wouldn't shock me to see them give him a go in that role. Ooh, DE favorites in the draft. So the defense, <laughs> you're just trying to get me to say boogie, Tommy. It, it's everybody that, that's listening to us knows I'm a huge fan of boogie Basham. Um, he's a guy that can set the edge, at, but also get af- after the passer. I think he could be uh, a much better version of, of Shaq Lawson, uh, as if Miami were to be able to get him. My only struggle with being able to get Boogie is he's moved a little too far up draft boards. And with what I think Miami's going to do here, I don't know if they do. Same with Gregory Rousseau. Uh, I saw a mock draft from Omar Kelly where, what was it? He grabbed Gregory Rousseau. He traded down to eight, grabbed Gregory Rousseau at eight. And it's just, I, the, uh, there are a few later on, but I, I think I'd be more likely to grab a guy like Ramondre Stevenson, uh, who are God, yeah, God, it's late, guys. It, it is late. Uh, I'm blanking on the name right now, but uh, there, Ramondre Stevenson is a running back that I like that that kind of fell off a cliff, even though he's a bigger back that can smash it in the hole. Uh, and I think they solved that need with Malcolm Brown, um, Hamilcar Rochette. Uh, he was a guy that up until this season was a terror coming off the edge uh, and, and really, for some reason, struggled to get after the quarterback this year. I'm hopeful that he's a guy that if Miami were to take him in a late round because of the way he fell off, can come in and be that pass rusher Miami needs. Yes, Strobridge is another guy too. Don't discount Strobridge. His issues didn't seem to be on the field issues. They seemed to be 
and again, the reports just never materialized for what was going on with why he couldn't see the field. When he got out there in early practices, he looked good. And, and he's a guy that you can kick inside, kick outside. And, you know, I, I'm I'm not sure what happened with him. He was a guy I really liked going to the draft as, as kind of a late-round steal. Well, Robert, I'm trying to take a peek here at your draft strategy. Let me take a look. Okay, I, I, I understand it. Um, for me, I still would try to trade down possibly with like the Eagles or the Bengals. If Penny Sewell's on the board, I think the Bengals would be willing to come up. I don't see Atlanta going after Pitts. I see them going after a quarterback more likely. And you could take Pitts at five or six, I believe. Uh, and then from there at 18, I'd be looking more firmly at Owusu Kimura, uh, Micah Parsons if he slides, Jalen Waddle if he slides. Um, and then 36, if you trade down with the Eagles, you'd be picking back-to-back 36 and 37, um, in which case I would adore if Miami was able to grab a running back there and pair them with Richie Grant at, at safety. Richie's a guy that I want even more than I want Boogie Basham. Um, it, it's He can do so many dominant things, and, and he's a much more athletic and, and really better version of Bobby McCain. And I think he could eventually be that Bobby McCain replacement, kick Bobby over to the nickel corner again uh, to fight it out or be the dime corner uh, eventually as the year wears on. And then we would basically have in Brandon Jones and Richie Grant one heck of a, a, a safety tandem for the future. And guys, do me a favor. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. And one of the things that I've been asking folks, and I, I, I really appreciate what I've seen, is if you can go out to our iTunes page, leave us a review. It, it really helps us out there. I do not, I, Chris Hernandez, I have not been on the wide receiver train at three before all this. Um, for me, it, it's it pits or a trade down. <laughs> Brett Dodger, Boogie Basham, yes. So, guys, any other questions here real quick before I hop off? Uh, I just wanted to make sure to hop on and just talk briefly with you guys uh, leading up to God. We're, we're almost, almost, almost at our draft coverage. I'm so excited for it. Guys, this is going to be a fun one this year. And, and before you get too down, and this is something I know I talked about last night, before you get too down on what the Dolphins have done overall, even before Will Fuller, keep in mind this was one of the youngest rosters in the league that has not reached their potential at the majority of their positions right now. And – it's a young roster that went 10 and six last year. And Brian Flores was able to win with a glorified CFL roster a few years ago. So looking at that, I, I only expect whether the win total matches it or not for Miami to be a much improved team and, and, and continue to do so uh, this season and beyond it, it's, this was always about a long-term plan and, and they're ahead of schedule right now. It's no matter how slow it feels in free agency. We've won free agency in past years, and it didn't get us anywhere. 
last year we were a lot more active in free agency because everything was a whole. Um, and then this year, because of how active Miami was in free agency in the draft last year, because of the way that they were able to go out and fill a lot of needs, they don't have that same need level that they've had in the past and that we're used to from the past 20 years. It's It felt like every offseason we went in with a team that was chock full of holes. And we're not really losing anybody free agent-wise this year that 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 hurts. Um, so I, I, I have to applaud Chris Greer, and this, that's not me schmoozing the guy. It's Chris Greer, Reggie McKenzie, and, and company have done a beautiful job setting this team up for success and i do expect that we're going to some of the news over the next few weeks is not only going to be you know those those handful of guys that miami grabs off the street um but really it's going to be about resigning and extending gasicki resigning and extending jerome baker and then making a couple roster decisions for next season so we don't run into that scenario where we're losing a lot of guys as we move forward unless they don't want to be here so, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. I, Martina, uh, that that is a great question. A lot of folks are really down on the tackle spot because the offensive line had some struggles last year, and that's with a mediocre center in Ted Karras, um, an okay left guard, and Eric Flowers, and for the most part, three rookies. Um, you know, and only one of them was a first rounder, and it was somebody that was developmental. So I saw enough from the three rookies last year that I'm excited to watch them as they develop for the future. Now, if the right tackles were to slide to the right place, I'd be I'd be all in to go ahead and, and, and make a grab. I'm always there if you feel it's a true upgrade. But if things are flat, right? If you if you're using that categorized uh, bracket for like the uh, the flat draft model where you've got five or six players sitting there on a line at that point in time so long as it's close between them that's the point you look at position of need over the rating a little bit if if it's close so it could be a scenario where if there's a tackle available and he's easily the best of the bunch you take him and try to upgrade and, and figure it out uh, as, as you go along. <laughs> Dude, Flores is cold-blooded. I will agree with you there. Hey, Chris, I'm glad to have you here, man. It, it's – way do you see it with, with, with Kat and I live? It's we, – we have a lot of fun and balance each other out really well. It's we, – we've actually agreed, and, and, and this is just being real with you guys, like – Cat and I wouldn't want to do the show overall other than onesie twosies or what have you without each other on here. Um, it's, you know, Cat will do when, when we hit the regular season, he does a lot of one-off game previews with an opponent, uh, somebody that covers whoever we're, we're opposing that week. I have a tendency to get a little more into individual interviews with folks uh, like the one we had with Jamie Nails, towards the end of the season, uh, as an example, we've got a few of them lined up here as, as we, in the coming months, as we head up to the draft and beyond. Um, I think next year we're going to get back to doing the prospect interviews that we used to, that used to follow us out on the podcast. Uh, 
before we started doing the videos. But yeah, man, we we just have fun with it. It's it's I know we've we've turned on a few things with this. I know we've formed up that partnership, but again, it's something that just helps us continue to be able to do this and, and hop on here. This this is something that we really enjoy and we we love all the feedback we've gotten. Um, you know, if, and if there's stuff that you guys want to see, let us know. We'll we'll hop on and figure it out if it makes any kind of sense for us. Uh, and, and yeah, I really appreciate each and every one of you. If T.Y. Hilton is willing to take the right deal, Jill Vone, I'm in. It's, but again, it, at some point, signing these receivers, uh, uh, now that we've got Will Fuller in the fold, and because Fuller's salary is pretty well guaranteed this year, other than a handful of incentives, you have to start thinking about whether or not you can set those contracts up to be cap friendly if you have to release the player. And that may sound crazy talking about T.Y. Hilton, but T.Y. is going to want to roll on the field. And would you start him over Will Fuller? No. But one thing that is possible is, given the fact that Will Fuller can be a reliable starter, he may be the option that lets you keep Preston Williams healthy. If you Like we've talked about a lot on here, if you draft Kyle Pitts, being able to play Gasicki out as a big slot, which is really his true role, you may be able to keep Preston Williams and Will Fuller healthy. These guys may be able to keep each other healthy by not being on the field as much. Um, just taking a quick look here. Oh, I missed the Khalil Mack to Washington bit. Really? That Okay, yeah, that's fake news. All right. God, that was like, wait, what? Um, I am intrigued, though, at, at the way Chicago – is building right now. I know they've got the red rocket under center. He's been told he's the starter. He's been paid like he's the starter and uh, their receiver position is, is, is getting intriguing because Allen Robinson is now buying back in because it looks like they may be the front runner in the Kenny Galladay sweepstakes. Um, outside of that, just uh, one other little bit of news. The jets got a little bit better tonight. They, they did sign Keelan Cole um, by all reports or they're about to, they're, they're basically in like the final stages of negotiation. So we're going to need those corners uh, going into that. I'm glad to see that X is still on the roster and there's been no hint or rumor of moving on from him. I'm just reading through the chat real quick before we get off here. Yeah, Carson at running back is boring. It is. And I, I think I did see somebody ask earlier if um, how I would rank the running backs. For me, I'm going to go with Najee would be my number one running back in the draft. Javante would be my number two, and Travis Etienne would be my number three. But again, they are very close for me. I think Najee pulled ahead at the end there and a little bit after the season, and I know a lot of folks make it about the relationship with Tua. Dude, Tua can get along with anybody. I don't know if you've noticed that. Tua truly can get along with anybody. And if you if you can run the rock and catch it, he's going to love you. So I don't see there being an issue there. All right, folks, that is going to wrap it up for me uh, for tonight. We will be back here, like I said, uh, either tomorrow night or in our regular time slot Saturday morning, possibly both, to talk a little bit about the moves from this week, to get some perspective from, from both Kat and I. 
as we move forward there. Um, but thank you all. Make sure you guys like, make sure you guys subscribe, make sure you guys comment on the video and, and, and follow us out there on iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spotify. God, uh, and follow us out on social media at on the fin side or at Brian cat NFL or myself at fanatic underscore pick, uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash on the fin side. And if you feel, if you're feeling froggy and want to support the show a little bit, you can check out our merch store on the fin side.threadless.com. Uh, I know a couple of our listeners bought, a, uh, got a couple of coffee mugs recently that I really dug when they sent the pictures of it um, to us. So, Wilson, you didn't fully miss it yet. Don't worry. You have a good night, too. Have a good morning. What what did I ignore, Tommy? Hold on. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sad that I saw that. And actually, Tommy, it's funny. I thought of you earlier tonight. Uh, my fiance went out and was looking at Cameo, the thing where you could pay to have a celebrity say hi or some goofy thing. And she had me look at it with her. And, and and for a yuck, I went and looked at the Dolphins. And wouldn't you know it, Jamal Perry, Wiltz, whatever, is on Cameo as somebody you can get to record a video to say hello or whatever stupid thing it is that you pay somebody to do on there. And I immediately thought of you and said, you know what? I, I'm glad Tommy doesn't have any of my direct contact info because I'm pretty sure I'd get a welcome message from Jamal Perry if that was the case. <laughs> so really, all right, I'm actually going, I did Jad. I was actually on, um, on the, uh, the live zoom call for that. It was interesting. I, it, it was really interesting. So, all right, folks, you guys have a good night and I appreciate all you hopping on here super late. Like you did. All right. Thanks guys. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.